Hello humans! Hello humans! It's almost 11. Getting out a bit early. Got all my chores done uh, on October 4th. So any minute now they're going to start their what do they call it, EAS, Emergency Access System. Not that we can access it. Um, anyway, so, interesting times here. Hang on a second. Uh, some traffic issues. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> so, so much to talk about. Okay, so a couple of things here. Uh, just to note that um, everybody's working for two cents, right? If you're if you're getting paid a um, dollar, you're only able to spend two cents out of that dollar. So if they're paying you fifty dollars an hour, then uh, well, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be uh, reducing that by one fifth fiftieth, right? So it'd be $1. So essentially you're working for a dollar's worth of purchasing power if they are paying you $50 an hour. So bear that in mind, right? And that's, that's equivalent to 1913 uh, purchasing power on the Federal Reserve note, which is uh, nominally, notionally called the U.S. dollar. So they're making you work for two cents, right? Anyway, so... Um, so, okay, so we're in a weird place in the uh, social order, not just here in the USA, but because we're the USA, because we're so dynamic, we affect uh, a lot of the other parts of the rest of the planet. And as and we're affected by them as well, but, but we put out a lot of stuff, right? This is all due to the Kazarian Mafia and the, the promoting of Hollywood and all of that kind of stuff. But in any event, so... Um, Uh, all right, so uh, it's a difficult subject, right? There's a lot of stuff I can't get into at this stage because uh, it's going to take too long. We're going to have to establish some background, and it would be like um, uh, waking up one day and discovering chemtrails, and they'd been in existence for 20 years, and you hadn't noticed, right? We have to go down that road on some other uh, hidden, on some real hidden conspiracies. And we'll have to um, discuss that. But uh, at the moment, I wanted to talk about this idea of uh, personal discipline and personal responsibility. Okay? So everybody's out working for two cents per dollar. And so they're lying to you about the 98 cents of purchasing power that's not in your dollar. And they're lying to you about the dollar itself. They're lying to you about stealing the money from you. That, that they're actually stealing that 98 cents that you um, don't get out of your dollar uh, in purchasing power. And you're in, your work is um, making them super wealthy. So all these super wealthy fuckers are on the other side of the central banking system. And they get all their money and shit for free uh, because you work and they steal it from you. That's fundamentally the whole thing. And so uh, we are, and I say we, uh, I mean humans, lots and lots of humans, are really, really, really pissed about this situation uh, with the dollar and everybody being stolen from for all this time and they're, the evil Khazarian mafia trying to get us into a, you know, a, a global nuclear war to be able to maintain control for uh, you know, that much longer, et cetera, et cetera, right? 
And so uh, we're doing things about it. And the approach is, at this stage, to um, basically wake the normies up and have everybody reject it. And so it's because the uniparty um, uh, Speaker of the House uh, uh, did a side deal to maintain uh, the UK, uh, Ukraine um, uh, money laundering scheme... Um, because of that, he's out, right? He's fucked. He's out. And so we don't have patience anymore. So the what they call the patriots, but I'm just saying regular humans, don't have fucking patience for bullshit anymore. Because we've been working for two fucking cents an hour, uh, you know, for every out of every dollar, and we're really, really pissed. And there's also the other aspects of this, right? And that is that those two cents... Uh, out of every dollar that you can actually spend make us fucking poor and all of our riches, all of our, our wealth is going to some other fuckers and they're, they're the guys in the uh, central bank and on the other side of the central banking system. And so now we're seeing it all come apart, right? So we're seeing the journalists attack, as I, as I stated. Uh, I don't think of them as journalists. I don't think of them as mainstream media, but they really are. But a, a bunch of leftists... Um, journalists have been assaulted or killed and uh you know they're saying oh give us more you know injection sites and you know do away with more laws are all is good and then they get stabbed to death right that sort of thing uh so this is happening as as i stated we're still going to have that msm moment uh that the data describes as a um a woman reporter getting the, the getting her nose broken and getting just one strike to the face and she's down and then there's chaos and that chaos goes on for months from that one um, one guy hitting her. The um, that's just part of a whole s- series of um, uh, things in the data. It's emblematic uh, of this split between the uh, uh, normies and the uh, mainstream media that's funded by the Kazarian Mafia and the spin-off leftist organizations all over. And so this could cause a big social upset. Now, I'm of the opinion, and I can't get into the details at this stage, we'll probably discuss them next week and for a couple of weeks thereafter, because we're going to be getting into it... um, I'm going to be doing some work and we're going to get into it and and get some more information and stuff here. But anyway, so I'm of the opinion that we're coming up to a period of time and the separation from the mainstream media is but a symptom of a much larger um, social dynamic, okay, a much larger wave of um, uh, change that moves through the body politic. Now, we're getting all kinds of changes now. You're seeing them incrementally. You're seeing people get pissed and, and cause things to shift and alter. You know, there are various different spots. The, the whole uh, deep state um, uniparty uh, ethos is under attack. You know, the, all the LGBTQ9Z-5, whatever the fuck they are, right? All of that shit. Um, all the propaganda. The central bank propaganda for a CBDC. All of this stuff is is getting on our case, and we're getting really pissed at it. We're taking it on wherever we can, and so you find some people that are concentrating on one aspect of it, and others that are you know dealing with the politics, or someone else dealing with law, etc. And they're finding their ways to get in. Now I'm in the woo business, so I'm using woo at it, right? And in the process of doing this, I come across some 
what I think may be like another giant hidden conspiracy sort of thing, right? I mean, it's a, it's a weirdness and I'm investigating it now. But um, what I wanted to talk about was um, personal discipline and personal responsibility. Uh, so, um, so I get the, I get the cancer, I go into the hospital, it's my last day, it's, um, uh, Friday the 13th in July in 2018, and at around, uh, something like, uh, uh, after 11-ish, uh, that morning I die. And then sometime later they... Uh, the doctors and stuff. Doctors and stuff, I don't think they knew I died, right? They did all their stuff. They weren't really paying attention. They they had been pumping and, you know, getting the little various aspects of the body to do work as they're slicing on me. And they were talking about it for a brief period of time there in the initial phase. They they did stuff, but then they got, you know, my heart was, was beating, so they didn't have any problem with it, right? And they had tubes on me and all that kind of shit. And they're slicing me open. Anyway, uh, so... They get done, and I'm just sitting up there watching. <laughs> so I'm just hanging around in the ceiling, just watching all this shit. And um, anyway, so a couple of things to note. When you are dead, you don't feel anything, okay? So when you are dead, there is no emotion. There is intellectual cogitation. There is thinking, okay? And there is knowing. And there is... Um, revisiting and reliving the emotions, but the the long sleep that you go through after you get your um, uh, the stuff distilled out of you into a single drop of intuition for your next life. This is the process of distilling the soul because uh, the soul carries that stuff. Um, the soul is not conscious, by the way, guys. It's not conscious of itself. It's only conscious of its task, which is a kind of a weird way for us to think about things, but that's the way it is. Um, so uh, after all of that, uh, you get to go into your deep sleep, and then you get to revisit and relive everything in this life and, and integrate it. And uh, then you, you have a really deep sleep in which you just shed everything and, that, and then you're ready for the next life. And that's just the way it works here. Um, now, as I say, you do not have emotion. Uh, you don't have feeling at all. So uh, after my um, recovery, you know, my, my rebirth, so to speak, from the death experience, I discovered that I am uh, hugely sensitive to emotion in a way I had not been before, and I'm like sort of greedy for it, right? Uh, because I know that very shortly I won't have it for a thousand years or more as I lay there and go through my great, my distillation and then my long sleep. And who knows how long it's going to be. Um, in any event, though, so uh, there are people that I know that have had near-death experiences that come out and they go absolutely batshit for... Um, uh, emotion and for uh, new experiences and for trying to get all this stuff done, you know, in, in the years they re that remain and so on, right? Th that's not particularly my approach to this. I'm not a an emotion addict, although, and I'm not wallowing in it, although I have an extremely fine appreciation for it, um, uh, like a connoisseur kind of an appreciation for it that I had not had prior to this death, to this last death. Now, when they threw me back, 
I mean, it was like explicit. There, there's no words. They don't talk to you. You know, the rest of you doesn't talk to you. You just all have that same thought at the same time. And then boom, you're back in the body. And that was not a pleasant experience. And then the next few years were not a pleasant experience coming out of it and, and getting up back up to this level of recovery, which, you know, admittedly has taken the better part of these past five years in any event. So, um, so, uh, okay, so life is really difficult under the ordinary sense of, of things. We're not in an ordinary time. We're in a shift of the ages. These are always rough. Um, the shift of the ages is going to do away with all of the uh, old stuff that can't exist in the age of Aquarius, which includes the Kazarian Mafia. Um, that, in my opinion, is but, that is but a small, minor part of what we're going to be going through. So um, one way to look at it here is that everybody, all humanity is going to be involved in a war. Uh, it's not going to, any war, any fighting between humans, right? Between one group of humans and another group of humans is just a small little um, confrontation and tussle within the larger war. And within that larger war, we have all kinds of weird shit buried there, like chemtrails, right? Like all the conspiracies are all part of this larger war. Uh, this larger war is, in my opinion, about to bust out. And that I think that I'm seeing some of the stuff in the data because that war is about to bust out to the level that it will become apparent to even the normies that we're in this... Um, uh, strange new reality. All right, this is part of the uh, hyper novelty I was talking about for April third and beyond of next year. Right, I think we'll reach hyper novelty at that point, to where enough of the normies have seen uh, stuff that they're no longer feeling normie. Right, they're no longer so they're really questioning. They're going through problems. They've got um, uh, uh, you know their minds uh, not not steady and not stable relative to uh, the world. They're starting to think about things that, that they've never thought about and it's uh, disturbing to them and their world is unsettled and disturbed. And this is going to be part of the hyper-novelty that we go through. Um, the hyper-novelty will affect lots of people in a positive way because they'll be ready for it. And, uh, you know, so I'll probably be affected positively because I'm ready for it. And I'll be able to harmonize with those things and, that I want and ignore the others. So we're getting into that sort of a, a weird, weird spot here um, for all of humanity. Now, the normies are going to have a really hard time uh, between now and um, next June. All kinds of things are going to change. It's going to cause them problems, these changes. And then there's the stuff that they will have to experience that's going to upset their minds. Some of which is going to be these things that, that are going to be coming out that are not yet apparent and we're not yet discussing them. And we'll get into that over these next few weeks as myself and a bunch of other people uh, get into and explore what the fuck's happening. Now, also bear in mind, we have these luminosity events, okay? It's not a single event, we don't think. There's a, my data has a suggestion that agrees with the remote viewers that it is multiple events that will all be taken as a, um, uh, like a single incident, right? 
even though there's multiple events in the incident. So it's like <clears throat> you're driving down the road, you see a car parked on the side, and then you see the car ahead of you um, uh, hit that car on the side of the road, and then the car that uh, was ahead of you in and had hit that car now goes spinning out of control and hits another car coming at you that's on the other side of the um, uh, the road. And so you've got three vehicles involved in a single event, even though there was like three actual little collisions, right? Uh, so it hits the, the one car, and so that was one collision. It bounces off, <coughs> comes across the road, and hits the other car. <coughs> that was the second collision, and then it comes rolling back over and, and comes to a stop on, on the um, side of the road that it had originally been on and next to the car it had originally hit. And so we have, we have multiple actions that are all part of a single event. And so that's what we're thinking here. Uh, there's some suggestion that that's what's going to happen that will have multiple events that humanity will all take as um, all part of a single um, emergence or manifestation, even though these may be separated by some weeks. Uh, so it'd be like, uh, you know, <coughs> four or five, maybe four or five weeks would be the spread for um, this world-changing situation. And by the time you got to the third event, you'd have so much of humanity aware of what's happening that the third event just like pushes over that last tranche into the awake group, or at least the questioning group. And it's the questioning that is freaking out all of the Kazarian Mafia. <coughs> Look how many more millions of people now, tens of millions of people now, have heard the term Kazarian Mafia uh, enough that many of them are exploring it and saying, well, what is this Kazarian Mafia, you know, uh, this kind of thing. And so we're actually changing the dynamics of humanity by us guys going on out here and talking about the Kazarians and talking about the the two cents you're working for out of every dollar, etc., right? It changes your behavior, changes your attitudes, uh, gives you information, and, and you make different decisions uh, because you heard that information. And I think we're coming up to one of those kind of situations and uh, this upcoming situation, in my opinion, will actually bring out stuff like chemtrails, okay? But it won't be a major conspiracy. It'll, it'll be, even though it's huge and giant and, and was for a while, pretty much all over the Northern Hemisphere. Now it's not so much over um, uh, Russia, etc., or the um, uh, stands, all of, you know, Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan and all of those. Um, but it is, it was, a, a global conspiracy, and it's enough of a Northern Hemisphere conspiracy that um, it's going to freak out a lot of people when they realize that, oh, I've been seeing this shit all my life, and I just assumed it was like clouds and normal and shit, right? And so uh, they will have this, this um, reaction to that, but this is going to be minor uh, aspect. It'll be a... And also ran. And, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, in the Great War, yeah, that's when I discovered the chemtrails existed. And, you know, that occupied my thinking for a couple of weeks. And then I didn't worry about it, didn't even think about it, because I knew that through the process of the Great War, it would be exposed even more and would eventually stop as we win this war. And we decide what the fuck's going on and, and these sorts of things, right? Because there's so much that's been hidden from us that we have to all sit there and, and digest this information before we can make some good decisions on it. 
so for instance, if chemtrails, all right, so we know that chemtrails are reducing uh, sperm count in mammals of all kinds, including humans, and that we know that the, the sperm count's been reduced by half, by half, as, a, as an aggregate. Um, and the mean has been lowered. So the sperm count mean has been lowered uh, to half of its uh, previous level. All right, so, so we know that it's doing that, and in a general sense, we don't want to do that, right? We want people to have children. We want to populate the world. Uh, we want to grow good humans, etc. We want animals to be uh, fecund and to have new animals and this kind of thing. We're not part of the Kazarian Mafia that wants to kill everything and exist just themselves and their few slaves. Uh, but what if we discovered that chemtrails uh, had a purpose and were done by the military because the military was under the um, uh, uh, under the dominant um, not philosophy dominant understanding uh, that uh, we were being observed by, you know, evil reptilians that were intent on taking us over, right? So it'd be like um, Independence Day or something like that, where our military knows we're being observed by uh, the space aliens, and so they can't think of what to do very much. So when they want to do something they don't want the space aliens knowing about, they put up an aluminum shield over that area, because that's basically what chemtrails are, is a very finely ground aluminum dust mixed in with other uh, minerals and shit. Uh, and so maybe that's what the military does, is they put this um, uh, aluminum shield over an area so that the space aliens can't peer through with their devices, we think, anyway, and see what we're doing. And so maybe after we win the war, we all discover, oh, fuck, the military's not wrong. You know, there are evil reptilians, uh, you know, sitting out there in spaceships plotting to invade us. And fuck, we got to do something about it. Well, maybe once the war is in the open, once we've defeated the Kazarians, once we start talking about all of this, maybe because we can start talking about it all, we come up with better ideas, right? That we're not limited to the kind of thinking that led us to chemtrails. Now, maybe chemtrails are intended to reduce sperm count as part of the Kazarian Mafia's depopulation agenda. In which case, we'll just stop them and say, fuck it. Uh, we know that the chemtrails cause um, global warming. They caused increased uh, local heat. And as soon as you don't have chemtrails, it goes away. Uh, so, you know, so it's not like a systemic sort of thing. And humans are not causing uh, global warming other than the illusion of it by the introduction of chemtrails, and if you stop it, it goes away. But, like I say, maybe that's not really the case. Maybe that is what we think now, and it turns out that the military told the Khazarians, oh, you know, this would work to help on your depopulation program, and maybe the military knew it would reduce sperm count, but maybe the, the risk-reward uh, calculation said, well, we've got to do it, regardless of the reduction in the sperm count, uh, because we need to hide this shit from the space aliens in order that we might prepare for this upcoming space alien invasion. And so then all of humanity would have a big kind of a problem. We'd have to decide, well, do we keep doing the chemtrails uh, in, in this larger war that we're involved in, right? And so this is where we come down to the personal responsibility and personal discipline. Uh, so many people, uh, especially the males, especially with reduced testosterone and reduced sperm and so on, and the fact that we have so many beta males as a result of this, 
um, but they lack personal responsibility and discipline. Now, we're going to have to get those very fucking rapidly. And so this is my point here, right? If you're male and you're not actively exercising, you're not actively involved in a discipline, and maybe you've got to look outside yourself for that discipline. You know, maybe you've got to go sign up for karate classes and get into karate, right? So that you've got some discipline, some structure around you that, that you will feel compelled to meet those expectations. And this is, this is basically what discipline is. It is you set yourself expectations and then you meet them. And so you are disciplined and you, you um, control yourself so that you meet those expectations for yourself. Or it could be for someone else, right? Outside discipline versus internal. In any event, though, so we're coming up in this period of time where, in my opinion, this larger, greater war, and no, I'm not talking about really about reptilians. You know, that's a um, Carrie Cassidy level of uh, fantasy. No evidence for reptilians uh, other than in hyperspace, and I've never seen any evidence for reptilians here on the planet, nor secret bases, and I've never met any greys, although I'm willing to assume that the military's got some interaction with them and these fuckers are shoved in a ground somewhere, right? Uh, but nonetheless, here we are. Um, you are going to be presented, all, especially all the kids, all the generations that are younger than me, are going to pre be presented with an opportunity to develop discipline and personal responsibility. And this is going to be presented to you by universe. This presentation is not that far away. So I can't say where, when it's going to appear that you're going to have to have this discipline and, um, and per take personal responsibility. So that means you're going to have to be responsible for yourself. You have to be responsible for your thoughts. There will be no one to rescue you. You won't be able to allow yourself to get depressed. You're going to have to do stuff in order to meet the expectations that other people will have of you, but also of yourself, which means you're going to have to survive. So um, I had cancer. I was killed. I died. It was the third time I died, so it wasn't really unexpected. I knew I was dying. And I'd also been to so many damn doctors that just kept telling me it's all in your head, you know, we can't find anything, blah, 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 that I, I had no hope of a rescue from the outside. And I did survive, right? Now, I came out of that because of my personal discipline that I had developed over the years by being a martial artist, okay? So I suspect that a lot of people will have to get involved in martial arts and it'd be a good thing to get involved in martial arts and start developing this discipline ahead of the need that will be pressed on you by universe. That need, as I say, in my opinion, is coming pretty quick. It's going to be here eh, maybe before the, as part of the hyper novelty, it'll be all exposed. Uh, this need for your personal discipline and, uh, and, uh, personal responsibility, but shortly thereafter, for sure. So, you know, before June or July of next year, maybe as early as April, uh, some big shit's gonna, uh, come out and we'll all have to react to it. It's going to be, um, interesting to say the least. And it's going to be, uh, um, we will have some hints for you as we get, get into it, but it's going to be a real surprise for most of the normies and for a lot of the woo people too. So we're going to have a lot of the woo people go through a, um, uh, their own little kind of, uh, 
uh, shock awakening uh, as we get forward here. It won't be as hard on them as it's going to be on the normies, but this is going to be really serious, guys. So this is going to be our entry into the Aquarian Age in a... Um, uh, and it'll be fierce. It'll be kind of a fierce awakening into the Aquarian age. It's coming. I'll get you more hints as we, we go forward. Uh, as I say, though, you don't survive, uh, cancer surgery. You don't survive war. Uh, you don't survive life without a personal discipline and a personal responsibility. That is to say responsibility for yourself, right? You feel responsible for, for doing your best. You feel responsible for, um, valuing yourself for taking uh, account of your own worth and your potential to do stuff in the future. And it is that potential that we're counting on. All right. All of us old farts. We need you young guys to get your discipline, you know, get your shit together uh, because the demands are just right ahead of us. They're just almost in front of our face. Anyway, uh, it's not a uh, particularly uplifting message because it means that you guys got to go out and do your, do your work. You got to get off your ass. Uh, but this is required. And, you know, uh, the time is now. And if not you, then who? Who can you count on? If not you, who is it?